Welcome to the Good Stuff Family Podcast. I'm Don Kendrick, and I am so glad you're here. This is the place you're going to find genuine inspiration in authentic, vulnerable stories that are distinctly different than anything you'll see in mainstream media. The story that binds all of these together, it's my own testimony. Candid, transparent story of my own journey. Holy shifts, grit, grind, divine design. Stories from a former news reporter with a renewed purpose. Welcome to the family. Hey, y'all, we are so looking forward to bringing you our God at Work series of stories over the next few months. We named them God at Work in honor of my mama, Marlene Kendrick, who passed away on February 23rd. Because if you knew our mama, you knew those words, God at Work. She was forever teaching us to see God in everything. So this series is for you all as much as it is for ourselves and reminding ourselves that we can, in fact, allow God to work through us by seeing the good in others and being the good for them. The Marlon Brown Lego Heads Barber Saloon and Tattoo Story is an example of stories that find their way to this storytelling platform by what we call divine design, not mine. And some of those great story ideas come via the Silbaugh family. Glenn Silbaugh is the husband, dad, friend to many, and classic example of the good stuff. Well, Glenn is the one who told me about the great work that Barbara Marlon Brown is doing in Cleveland. And it turns out Marlon has an amazing story within his good stuff story. Of course he does. I swear all the best stories are like that, you guys. Scrape the surface and there's always more good to be found. And typically the best good stuff stories like Marlon's are also the God stuff stories as well. Right around 2015-ish or so, um, I had just kind of got to a point where, you know, like I, I had a good job. Um, the My boss was great, phenomenal guy. Um, but I just kind of hit a ceiling and just kind of got to a point where, you know, there wasn't much further that I can go other than another, you know, 25, 50, 75 cent an hour. Um, so I just like, I needed something. I, I got boys um, and I, I really wanted to leave them something. So I just, I literally just walked off my job. I walked off my job one day, went and signed up for Barber College the very next day. Um, had about a year waiting list after I got accepted. So that was a struggle all in itself because I wasn't working. Um, but everything just kind of came to fruition and, and went the way it was supposed to go. And here we are. And you ended up like immediately rising to the top three favorite uh, businesses in Cleveland, beloved, a beloved barber, I think it's fair to say, but not just a barber. Yeah, uh, we, were, we were blessed. Um, we were voted uh, top one of the top three barbershops in the city of Cleveland our first year in, um, which is also the year COVID hit. So, you know, all of that, we actually, they shut us down roughly uh, 60 some days before my one year anniversary. Um, but, you know, through the grace of God, we made it through that out the other end. And again, here we are. 
And I love it so much because I could tell when, as soon as I, I looked you up, I knew, I knew that you don't, um, you give it all to God and you're not afraid to do that. Why is that? Why is it that that is part of your message and, and ministry? Because that's what we're going to get to. You ended up doing way more than just barber, you know, than just cutting people's hair. Right. Why is it so important to you? I love what you said earlier that you realize that once you hit a point in life, you don't know purpose, but you know direction and that God would have brought you to it. Can you tell me more about that? Um. Yeah, I mean... You know, I I don't have a problem openly giving, you know, all the praise to God because he gave it to me. I wouldn't even be here right now if, you know, if not for his grace and his glory. You know, we talked earlier, you know, and I said, like, I, I ran the streets most of my life. I was an idiot, you know. Um, and then you, you get to a point. You know, hopefully all of us at some point in time, you know, we get to a point in our lives where we feel we realize that, you know, all of our shortcomings and our downfalls, you know, a lot of times are self-inflicted. You know, none of us, none of us get out of here without emptying the karma bucket. So, you know, I just kind of actively made a decision to try to change my life for the better and be something and somebody that my kids could look up to. And just, you know, the minute I made that conscious decision, you know, everything was just fast track. You know, I, I think I described it earlier as, you know, God just kind of smacking you in the back of the head like, OK, it's about time. Now, let's go. Yeah, trust me, I get it. And people who are listening, that's the thing. If you're listening, right, I get that. If they feel stuck, what do you what do you say to them? And as far as taking the next best step, because we're looking at all of these people who have come um, to to your place for haircuts and they end up better people for it because of your testimony. What do you say to those people who are listening saying, yeah, you know what? I'm stuck. I don't even know what's next. Nothing beats a fail but a try. Um, we all as individuals. I think, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out what our purpose is in life. And I don't think that it, that's a, a difficult question. Our, our, our purpose is our passion. Every one of us has a God-given talent or a passion somewhere. And your purpose isn't to find it. Your purpose is to utilize it and give that gift to the world so you're still yeah. speaking to me my friend right there you are so speaking to me that's what we call a sound bite in the world of broadcast news <laughs> that is it that is it and you're not just this preachy person like you're right there you're you're real and you're raw and you're genuine and you say things you know just in in the the conversation we had today, you may not know how much you inspired me as well. You said, God, just let this work, you said. And if it does, I will forever give back. That was your prayer. Yeah. That inspires me. Do you, you remember that day when you prayed that? Oh, absolutely. At one, 100%. I graduated, the day I graduated from, from Barber College, I had no less than eight to 10 job offers. 
and some of those offers were from some highly respected shop owners that I still respect and hold in high regards to this day. Um, but, you know, somewhere in me had the cojones to kind of turn it down. And, and that was, you know, I, I think that was God's signal to say, okay, he got it. He, you know, he, he's trusting me. So let's go. And like, once, once I turned out those initial job offers, it was like, all right, God, this is it. You know, you're in the driver's seat now. You know what I'm saying? Just let me get there. If I get there, I give it all back. And I got there quickly, you know, a, a lot quicker than anticipated. So I, I try to be a man of my word. So we do this homeless event every year. Um, it's, it's our, this is actually our fourth annual uh, cut and feed those in need event. Um, it's been, you know, three years strong in, in our 10 spot parking lot behind the shop. Um, but we're blessed that it, it has finally um, outgrown the shop and we are now moving on to low park uh, up the street. So this is, this is how I came to meet you. When we say divine design, not mine, it was because uh, a good friend of mine said, you gotta, you gotta hear what this, this guy's doing. This is your fourth annual one, correct? Coming up. I see it here. Yes. Yes. Cut and feed those in need. So you weren't, you could have been content enough being this um, barber who was killing it. You had your business, you were praising God, but what was it that was knocking about giving back? Um, I realized that being a barber in the shop wasn't my end all, it was my stage. Um, it was my stage for something bigger and greater, you know, than myself. Um, I've said this a million times. My mom's always said, you know, if you're going to give, give indiscriminately, you know, um, without question. So that's just what I try to, to try to do. You know, I'm, I'm not all, I'm no saint, you know, I'm still a sinner like the rest of us. I got my issues. I have my problems. Um, but I give them to God every night and the next day we start over and try to be greater than we were the day before. There it is. There it is. That's all that any of us can do. And as soon as I looked at your Facebook page, here's this first thing I saw. Love still wins. Prayer still works. God is still able. Yes. Wow. Wow. It's three really simple but powerful sentences. Mm -hmm. Tell me, you live that. You live that in giving back to these people who are in need. Will you, will you give me more of a window into your heart when you wrote, love still wins, prayer still works, God is still able? Um, I actually, I can't even take credit for that. Um, I saw it somewhere on Facebook earlier in the day and I just kind of stole it. It hit me when I, when I read it because um, it's, it's, it's true. You know, there's a, there's a power in prayer and a power in believing in your purpose and God's purpose for you. And once you, you know, just kind of let go and believe those things, I don't think there's anything that's impossible. Um, you know, in our chat earlier, I, I made the comment that, you know, once you kind of figure out your direction, you know, 
God will take care of the rest. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's not going to get you to a certain point and just for you to fail, you know, but sometimes a, a, a lot of times all he wants you to see, all he wants to see is you jump off the porch. The next best step. That's it. And once you jump off the porch blindly, he will usually bless you with everything that you need and probably didn't even know you need. I love that you said that that place, that, that um, barber opportunity was just your stage. This yeah. is sort of how I felt from the world of broadcast news, that it was mm -hmm. a great setup mm -hmm. and a great opportunity to yeah. tell stories like yours, quite honestly. And when people come in there, like when I see pictures like this, that that um barber who works for you wearing a hat with a cross on it so people people um would you say that you actually have a chance to minister to them as well when you're when you're there oh yeah absolutely um i always tell people especially like when i hire new barbers you know being a good barber is probably only 30, 40% skill set. You know, the rest of it is the relationships that you build with your, with your clients. Um, so there are times when I know I got a client that's sitting in a chair that really, at the end of the day, it's not about the haircut. They just needed some guidance or somebody to just listen to them and get something off their chest and you know just be an open ear and and that's 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 most of what our job is a friend of mine my very good friend in st louis is a hairstylist and she wants to write a book she said what we hair behind the chair phenomenal <laughs> title <laughs> i can hear her going hey you gave my title away phenomenal <laughs> Isn't yeah. that great? Because you yeah. hear so much, you have an opportunity to be invited into people's lives and they're walking out of there with inspiration, real, genuine inspiration from a guy who wears shirts like this with the, the trust Jesus. It's right there. You're literally wearing it over your heart. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of my clients, you know, you speak to them, to me ministering to them. Um, but a lot of times they minister to me. They're, they're more helpful to me just the, being able to deal with these people. There's a, there's a beauty in being a barber and a hairstylist that you're, you're close enough to your client where they trust you but you're far enough removed from them where they know whatever you're going to say more than likely is pretty non-biased you know so i don't have anything invested in what you're telling me but i'm gonna tell you the truth about how i feel about what you're doing or or where it goes and that's a unique situation to be in so usually a lot of times they just kind of take you at your word and your face value and you know whether they want to, it's what they wanted to hear or not that's what they came for that that non-biased viewpoint from somebody who cares just enough to give them the truth this is where it goes way beyond any training you had at barber school for sure 
Yes, August 20th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. We got some great food trucks coming out and some great barbers coming out to take care of everyone. Um, great DJ, you know, it's just a, a good day of fun, just a community day of fun where people can slide through and just kind of get some of their needs taken care of, even if, you know, only temporary. Do you find that in four years that the number of people coming in, there are more people who do need the people who are in need, there are more and more people coming in for this event? Uh, yeah, for sure. It, um, I, I don't know if, if, I don't know if it's necessarily more people in need or it's growing to where more people find out about it. So, mm -hmm. you know, more people come, um, either way I'll take it. My, yeah. my ultimate plan, my ultimate goal for this whole thing is for it to be a city event an old Brooklyn event, not a Lego heads event. I would be perfectly content with my name not being connected to it at all, but it's an event that happens every single solitary year. Everybody knows, everybody jumps on board and we can collectively help as many people as we can. And that's legacy, my new friend. That's legacy. It's bigger than anything, you know, once our, our last breath leaves our lungs, I say, you know, how will we be remembered? And Look what you're doing. You see the good in others, and then you're um, brave enough and compassionate enough to be the good for them. So can people uh, still, they'll be hearing this on a Monday, can they still drop by supplies? What kinds of things do you need that week heading into Sunday? Um, you, We will take supplies all the way up to the day before the event. Um, any... Um, personal items will always help, um, you know, any toiletries, travel size items, you know, uh, toothbrushes, toothpastes, deodorant, toothpaste, excuse me, deodorant, foot powders, baby powder, uh, first aid kits, anything like that. Anything that helps somebody that's in the street at this time of year. And as you're listening, those things, I think a lot of people listening would take all those things for granted a lot of times, myself Absolutely. included. For sure. I, you know, again, part of the reason why I do this is because I've been there before. I've needed this very same help. I have been, I've spent the day wishing I could just walk past somewhere and there was a pantry of free food sitting out front or somewhere where I can get a coat or somewhere where I can get a free meal. I've needed it before. So, you know, being able to, to give it un biasly i'm not here to judge anybody we just we try to take care of people who are in need and that's all it is yes and here we're we're looking right at so you you just said it right out there come you need it we have it basically sure. that's For it sure. there's there's a free pantry outside my shop 24 hours a day seven days a week um all winter long we do free coats from uh, basically roughly Halloween until Easter, spring. Um, we do a Christmas toy drive every single year. So yes, uh, we, we are, there's always gonna be a need and if I can find a way to fill it, I'm gonna try to fill it. It seems so simple. We can all be the good for, for others who we see the good in. And that's all, a lot of times I think when you these people come in, that's all they're looking for, to see them for who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you do that. So part two of this now, as we start to wind down this interview is, 
I love this every bit as much because when we say God weaves, now watch them work. The people who have found you and believe in you and want to help you succeed are, are many. And that's where we're going to bring in new friend, Michelle Javorsky because hi, Michelle. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so sure enough, in the few minutes that we spent on the phone, Marlon and I, he says, hold on one second. And I hear him chatting with you. You had happened to walk through the door. We call it divine design, not mine, that timing. Uh, Michelle, you were coming in, uh, explain what you were doing for him four years now that you've been doing it with United Methodist Church of Brook Park. Is that correct? It is, yes. Yeah, so um, for Marlon, it, he inspires us. Um, we're a small church. We may not be able to provide for everybody, but we can be a vessel for people to donate to us to get it to him. Because um, he's that vessel to get it out to the community. Um, so for four years now, we've been printing his flyers. He posted, hey, I need someone to print a flyer. Our church has a printer. There's, It's a no-brainer. Um, if there's a need, we're going to try and fill it. Um, we run an event every year where we ask people in the community to donate to different organizations. Um, and we always make sure that the cut and feed those in need is one of those donation bins that's at that event for people to come and give items that are needed. So it gives us that outlet to continue community outreach, which is what a church is supposed to do. Um, you're supposed to take care of the people in your community and your neighborhood. And even if it's us not doing the work, we can support the ones who are doing it. And that, that's our job. Yes. And it's practical. It's practical. So when you, when you see her walk through the door, Marlon, and when you see, uh, let's find that picture, also a check presentation. What was it from O'Reilly's? Here we go. When yes. you see people like this showing up for you, what is that for you? That has to be, it has to be God at work for you as well as you are for them. That's my confirmation. That's my confirmation that I'm on the right path and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because it gets easier and easier for me to do it every single solitary year. And that's why I say that, you know, the barbershop is just the stage. It, it's allowed me to meet these people. It's allowed me to nourish these relationships with people that, you know, some people would say, you know, you just met them by chance. But again, God don't make no mistakes. So you, you cross paths for a reason every time and, it, and it's always proven to be you know beneficial to all involved and that was something your grandma told you i remember from our brief conversation did you and yep. that stuck with you don't he mm -hmm. don't make no mistakes god don't make yeah. no mistakes mm -hmm. yeah paul's version of that is he works all things together for good for those who love mm -hmm. him all things all things there are no mistakes and i gotta tell you michelle I have been seeing you behind stage the whole time that he's been talking. It's almost like you're at church testifying, <laughs> you're like smiling. And oh, yeah. it, feels, it feels that way. This friend of yours, um, yeah, that's the way you feel about him, isn't it? You can't stop smiling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely, um, you see the good that he's doing and you can't help, but it's contagious. You know, it's just like a smile, contagious it heals it's right there and you know we have such a similar path as far as we see a need we want to fill it and it's it's greater than us it's something that's needed and 
you know, I think we've all been to that point where we take the little things for granted. Um, mm, and to mm. know that the people who need it and we can provide it for them, it, it's, it's what we're supposed to do. It's our calling in life. And trust me, especially after the, the last few years that we've all been through, if, if ever we could all realize that just, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about this phrase, but this is what's coming to mind. But by the grace of God, wouldn't it be nice to know that we have a Marlon and that we have a Michelle in our corner? They don't even have to know us by name that we stand up. That's the hands and feet of Christ. That's exactly what y'all are doing. I, 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 again, I, I try to be the help that I've always needed throughout mm -hmm. throughout my life, you know, so yes. I, I, I try to never look past anything, you know, that that's probably my problem. It's probably why I stay sleepless because <laughs> I don't know how to say no. I, it's always right. yes. One way or another, I'm going to work it out. I'll figure it out, even at the expense of my own sometimes. But that's, I, again, that's, I feel like this is why I'm here. And so what you have in common with our friend Glenn Silbaugh, he has, um, let me see if I can pull up, I don't know if I have an image, but he has a huge following on social media of Harley enthusiasts. Yes. And so he told me, he said, look, first I was intrigued by this great bike that he has, mm -hmm. and then he saw your post and that's what he does. He has a huge following, mm -hmm. but he's bigger than just social media, he uses right. it for good. And I bought a Road King Mafia patch. And ever since that, you know, he's just been super, super, super supportive. Like for right. a guy that I've never really had a, a, a real conversation with, I love him to death. He's been super supportive. He always shouts us out. He always shouts the shop out. He's always wanting to be involved in anything we have going on. So yeah, he's a phenomenal dude. We love him. He's as good as they come, as is his daughter. Tia will be coming with him on Tuesday mm -hmm. to bring in all of the stuff they've collected. His wife, Andal, the three of them are this powerful family yes. that do so much good. So I asked him, even though he couldn't join us tonight, because they're at yet another fundraiser mm -hmm. that they do, that they're committed to. I asked him if he would at least give you a shout out. Here's what he said. A lot about it. So I saw uh, Marlon's bike number one, which is an incredible road king. So that's how we first got tied up. And then I started noticing all the charity work he does with the coats outside and free coats. It kind of went along with a charity that I support here locally uh, with um, Sub-Zero Mission. And they've probably handed out over 14,000, 15,000 coats over the past 14 years, along with sleeping bag gloves, stuff like that. And I learned a long time ago, as this Rogue King and Bagger Mafia goes, uh, we're up over around 140,000 followers now that use your platform. You know, I've seen Tim Hickey do it with patch ops and whatnot. And uh, so if you, if you can find that right uh, fit with somebody, uh, which Marlon was, I uh, wanted to support that. We support as much as we can with everybody, but like I said, it was local. And uh, because everything he does and he's, the event he has coming up, we really wanted to get involved in that. So we did take up some donations. We're going to drop those off in the next couple of days. But uh, I'm really glad you guys had a chance to meet. I'm sure it's going to go well. Uh, Don, whatever you know, we can do with the good stuff, people, and whatever whoever we can find for you to interview. I know you've interviewed some of my friends before. Uh, 
keep looking for the good stuff. Marlon, you're doing the good stuff. You and your family are incredible. And uh, can't wait to bring the stuff out, drop it off. Can't wait to see how well the event goes. So keep doing what you're doing, brother. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. I love that so much because he mentioned so many good organizations that I do know because of him. Mm -hmm. So uh, as we wrap this up, the unity, the way that you are bringing people together, Marlon, like two thumbs up to you. And I will continue um, to, to now be your biggest fan. I'm going to appoint myself uh, self-appointed president of your fan club. And any way I can help, you let me know, and I would be so honored to be part of it. Is there anything else you want to add as we, we wrap this up? Just thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like right now, I'm, I'm literally like fighting tears right now. Glenn, thank you for like the awesome words. Um, thank you guys um, for just reaching out and let's make this thing giant and let's make it bigger than us. Let's. Like, again, like, I want to get lost in this. Like, I don't even need anybody to know, you know, who does this every year. I just want it to, I want to have a year every day of the year, every year where, a day every year where, you know, my city's taken care of. Cleveland is my city. I live here. This is, I've been in other states. I lived in Philly. I lived all over the place i always came back home because cleveland is my city so i'm not gonna stop until you know everybody in my city is good i'm pulling this up one more time to wrap this up tell everyone who when why what where the facts that they need to know um for next sunday um thank you everybody again my name is marlon brown i'm the owner of lego heads barber saloon and tattoos we are having our fourth annual Cut and Feed Those in Need event, um, August 20th, uh, 2023, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. We've got great plate people coming out, uh, Broncos Western Barbecue, I read Jamaican Chicken, uh, Jamaican Kitchen, um, a bunch of great barbers from a bunch of great shops. Come out, have a good time, bring the family out, come get what you need, let us take care of you. And, and at the same time, if you need a haircut, Come see me. We got there. You, you are. We got <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like secondary that day <laughs> at the barbershop. Right. I love it, it so much. All right. Well, I want to thank you for seeing the good in others and being the good for them. Um, that's all we can ask for. Anyone listening to this, if you're listening in podcast mode, don't forget the goodstufffamily.com is where you can see the video with new friend Marlon Brown and where you can. Um, Hopefully, we when we say God weaves, now watch him work, it's where you will hopefully um, be able to jump on board and, and be part of the good that he's doing. So again, Marlon, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Don. I appreciate you, Glenn. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you and the church. Thank everyone who's ever been involved with this. Let's make it grow. God bless you. Your, your mouth to God's ears. God bless thank you. Yes. God bless. You are good, good, good. This has been a Grassroots Good Stuff family production. If you found inspiration here, subscribe and share, if you would, please. And we have big love and gratitude for our social media director. She is Danielle Folk, and she is consistently going above and beyond. Follow her at Farmhouse Storyteller. 
Hunter Hogan is our editor extraordinaire who connects all the best parts together. TheGoodStuffFamily.com is where you'll find our sponsors and advertisers who we are so grateful for for making so much of what we do possible. And find links on how you or your business could make a good stuff story of the future possible. See the good, be the good. That's what we do. How about you? On your mark, get set, let's go. Let's go.